You sound insane. You realize that? Yeah. The whole world got crazy. It's showtime. We are back in action here on Mad About On Demand Movie Streaming Services. The topic An American Pickle, starring Seth Rogen from Simon Rich and Company, coming to us via HBO Max. Hope a lot of you, Man Fam, are HBO Max subscribers, because I think this is the only way. Well, I mean, you could see it. I don't think you could have rented this one or anything. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I have HBO Medium, which is <laughs> you get some of the content from HBO Go and some of the content from HBO Now, but none of the HBO Max content. It's mm. their fourth tier. It's super simple. Mm-hmm. I'll show you guys the chart. Okay. So there's like, an HBO Small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's just episodes of Arliss. <laughs> and yeah you get, you get all the r lists it's a dollar mm-hmm. a year and, and like it's just the three worst taxi cabs confessions <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yep yep all the you get all the hbo shows <laughs> that they don't put on hbo go because they're too bad or they don't want to be associated right. with right. them anymore yeah. Yeah. can't find that one but it's on hbo small <laughs> there's a lot of there's <laughs> Brian's face is so I'm red right it. now. I can't I'm not see seeing it. the confusion, guys. It's very simple. They're just it's laying it model. Out. <laughs> yeah, their their model was ridiculous. It's like, okay, you can have HBO, you can have HBO Go, you can have HBO Max, mm-hmm. or you HBO can have HBO Now. now we There's also like have five H- HBO Seven Oz, which is just episode seven of every season of Oz, mm-hmm. but that's right. it. Mm-hmm. You just got to piece it together on your you own. Piece it together on your but own. it's 99 cents a month, you know? So, so you can't not get it. And by the way, those episodes aren't on HBO Go or Max. So you have to have <laughs> right. both if you want to mm-hmm. you want to watch right. all of our... All of, yes. uh, but we actually don't all allow for concurrent subscriptions. So you have to... <laughs> when you get through episode season one, episode six, you have to cancel your subscription it's and then start super simple. Right. I don't know why you guys are yeah. struggling with this. This is well, ridiculous, yo. CES, this CES, this CES keynote is not going yeah. like I expected, right. but it's simple. Totally. Freaking millennials, am I right? Just gosh, they just have a super convoluted chart on, behind them on a screen like Steve Jobs, but it's just <laughs> chaos of different flowcharts. What's great about HBO Small is that is that Bill Simmons is on there. Because they oh, yeah, took him get, up on his it, deal, He's, he does post game shows for. You get any given Arliss. Wednesday. You do get mm-hmm. any. You get Arliss right. any given Wednesday. Right. <laughs> New episodes in any given Wednesday, though. Oh, it's so. back. Man, it's the back. content wars. And, are... No, and this one is it's kind of messed up, but hey, there's an audience, so business is business. <laughs> they're they're the... rebooting Lucky Louie, which is uh, oh, kind of <laughs> kind of messed is... up, but uh, hey, um, good for question. him, I guess. You know how like whenever they. Whenever they end a show, like you would, they, it's like this with Letterman. It was really weird. Like the next day after Letterman ended, like the set was just like in the garbage outside of the Ed Sullivan Theater. Mm-hmm. Do you yeah. think after any given Wednesday, there was like a, just a bunch of <laughs> Stevie Nicks posters <laughs> just crumbled up outside of right. Sunset yeah. Tower Studios or whatever? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hundreds of dollars of Larry Bird cards just laying around. Just like, oh, man. <laughs> no, he would never let those go. <laughs> he would take every, every last 86 Celts. Peace. Well, 
the movie of the week this week, American Pickle, courtesy of HBO Max. What's funny, I was watching this one, and it says, like, a Max original. It's like, isn't Cinemax, do they not trademark Max? Well, they, the, that HBO, HBO, is HBO Cinemax, Cinemax the yeah, same they're all, thing? They're all the same. Yeah, so HBO and Cinemax are on one side, and then Showtime is on the CBS side. So, okay. They can, they can so, do that. So, Cinemax are, is owned by HBO. Yeah, so they can do that. Parent company. Right. Yep. So they can use and the word Stars Max. is on the crackles, yep. if I remember correctly. Exactly. They can use the Max, but they can't use Skinamax because that's only on HBO Small. <laughs> that's a different streaming platform mm-hmm. if you want. <laughs> or HBO Large, if you will. <laughs> so it depends on when you turn it on. <laughs> yeah. Hey, turn it on. I see what you did there. Well. Brian's dead. I'm just, yeah. I'm Brian just exploded to a million pieces. <laughs> I think he, I think he's gone. So yeah, so yeah, that, that that occurred to me. I was like, wow, I can't believe they could use Max in this context and not have some yeah. affiliation. But I probably, the you Max. know, classic Kent not doing research. That's why I'm here. You need yes. to know what premium cable providers own other ones. Uh, it's all yours. Is Cinemax still around now? Are there I mean, that's just... all. That's all I subscribe to. Is... <laughs> I thought you were a Stars guy. You're, you're stars, like, stars, yes, with a Z. With a Z. So you yeah, know, stars cool. with a Z. <laughs> That's right. That is right. Yeah. Because how else are you gonna watch? How else are you gonna watch Rome? Stars originals. Yes. Yeah. I only yeah. watch epics, guys. So I'm sorry. I didn't get a epics with an X. There is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't remember what comedian was. This was kind of right before the streaming stuff with stand-up comedians. It was a reasonably big comedian I was listening to on a podcast. And they were doing their stand-up special on Epics. And whoever the host was like, so how do I get it? And the comedian was like, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, it's my special. I think it's online. You might have to call your cable company. They just they gave me a lot of money for the special. So it, it, there's apparently something called Epics that it's on. So Right. Yeah. How would you even find it? There's no way to know. No. You either have it or you don't. You know, it's, it's one of those things. I get, uh, see, I get my HBO. You know how you can get like um, add-ons to like Hulu or YouTube. You know, you can like you can get HBO through Amazon Prime stuff like that. Right, right. I get my Crackle Plus through my HBO mm-hmm. Go, which is mm-hmm. powered by HBO Max. Your chicken it's soup super, for the soul. Plus. It's super, mm-hmm. guys. It's super simple. Yeah, I don't know why you're looking with that glazed. All right, I'll get the chart out again. Gosh, <laughs> has anyone, has anyone besides me gone to Crackle? Since Chicken Soup for the Soul <laughs> took over, is there is it a lot of Chicken Soup for the Soul? Is it you know product what placement even is happening chicken soup over for there? The soul content. I don't even know what. what no, is that? I don't even think there's content. I think they're just okay. owned by yeah. Chicken okay. Soup they for are. the Soul for it's some joint- reason. <laughs> they bought Crackle. Crackle. Like, hey, we'll take that. Man. Crackle they're not even advertising their own content, or that's what that's what confuses <laughs> me. When about you the got whole that FU Chicken Soup money. Yeah, but they right. have the, uh, they have the, it literally their first line of the Wikipedia. This is hilarious. Crackle is an over-the-top video streaming platform that is a joint venture between the Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment and Sony Pictures Television. Okay, here's a question for you. Uh huh. How has Campbell's not gone after Chicken Soup for the Soul? They're, right. they're clearly ripping off the uh, logo with that 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 chicken C yeah. on there. I see you. That's some IP. Happening, Chicken Soup for the Soul Plus is all I watch, and mm. uh, Cinemax and Stars with the Z. <laughs> it's, That's it. Just 
Well, um, this is <laughs> going to be a fun own... one tonight. They American... produced uh, the man who killed Don Quixote, by the way. That's a chicken soup for the mm. soul joint. Okay, so you know they're really good. And they have something this year called Willie's Wonderland with Nicolas Cage. Oh, wow. Which, the Don Quixote yeah. movie, the the Terry Gilliam one? Yeah. The new one? That, that was they a, did that? Well, it was produced by Screen Media Films, which is a subsidiary of Chicken for the Soup for the Soul Entertainment. <laughs> Duh. Obviously, you don't watch CNBC because they're just talking <laughs> about this stuff all the time. <laughs> the markets. Jim Cramer's just screaming about it. So, Terry Gilliam. Chicken been, Soup is a buy. Terry Gilliam's been trying to get that movie made for like thirty years. Yeah, like you said, <laughs> if you have that yeah. fu Chicken yeah. Soup money. But hey, it worked out. It. It's great. So yeah, it <laughs> yeah. is. Adam Driver yeah. worth his time. Oof, man. Anyway, I'm I'm selling the podcast to. He's just not that into you entertainment group. <laughs> yeah, I'm the uh, what to expect and you're expecting plus <laughs> app. Yeah, me too. The men are from Mars, women are from Venus, <laughs> cinematic universe. Yeah. I don't, a lot of people don't know this, but uh, Netflix is actually owned by the Animorphs lady. <laughs> Dude, yeah, she banked on on Scholastic Book Fairs. <laughs> One Scholastic yeah. Book Fair at a time. No, she owns sixty oh, percent of Netflix. Yeah. Well, Goodness. you know, is there any, you, you guys hate. Is there anything that smells better than a book fair? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not with no kids present. Okay, kids are gone. <laughs> is there anything caveat, that's, man. Please go around. I had to clarify. This is not. Important pedophilic in any way. When you just go and smell yeah. the tops of their when heads. You, when, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when you walk into the book fair, we got a ripe one, and you got the new books, and they just they're in the those like steel things, you know. And I'm talking about <laughs> such Brian. a specific memory. It I is. didn't remember it smelling, it's but I, I'm sure There's it did. A thing. Brian knows all what I'm talking them. about. Oh, Coop, Coop still uh, frequents the book fair and gets some oh, goosebumps. Yeah. Get, get a little every, every year when King Griffey yeah. poster. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's that'd be great if it was all still. Like, well, it's right, still yeah, from specific. The 90s, <laughs> still, hey, we bought yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're still, still trying to goosebumps. Yeah, so bought a lot of posters. Yeah. I want this weird coloring book about Albert Bell, Dad. Twenty twenty. It's overstock. A lot, I mean, of, we, a lot yeah. of Bobby Bonilla memorabilia. <laughs> well, that I would buy. Absolutely. You want to learn how to negotiate? That's right. That's right. <laughs> oh. We invested a lot in the Stinky Cheese Man back in the day. We got a lot, <laughs> majority Stinky Cheese Man books. Man. Uh, yeah, gosh, they actually own Goldman Sachs. Is actually a <laughs> subsidiary of the Stinky Cheese Man guy. Coming soon, do Chicken Soup for the Soul Plus. <laughs> well, uh, HBO Max, I think, bought this one outright, right? Yeah, yeah. The so. American Pickle and American Pickle. This is one where you read the log line premise, whatever, and you're just like, what? What? Mm-hmm. It's like man is pickled for 100 years and comes out into society. Boom. That's the movie. You're like, okay, mm-hmm. whatever. Okay. And then you see the trailer, and Seth Rogen shared the trailer, and you're like, wow, this just looks pretty good. <laughs> you know, it's like kind of weird quality to it a charm to it and it was good to be able to watch this one and not have to wait until 2021 you know i think this one fit Mm -hmm. right in there on on the old hbo max and this one was a good date date night movie fun 
the only, by the way, Seth Rogen movie not rated R. Wow. <laughs> and um, so, so yeah, good, good, good kind of good, clean, fun, lighthearted humor, some some heartwarmingness to it. Um, not too long. Yeah, cruised right in there under ninety minutes, I think. So that was good. Yeah. That was good. And it's always good to see Seth Rogen kind of stretch his wings a, a bit or do something he wouldn't normally do. And I mean, he, I guess he would normally do this. That's not the right way to put it, but the two characters thing and having one character be a hundred years old with this mm -hmm. new perspective on life. And it's kind of like an actor-y kind of thing, you know? Yeah. And I like Definitely. seeing Seth Rogen do actor-y stuff. Cause I think he's, he's a yeah, pretty he's good actor. He's become a pretty good actor. Yeah. He yeah. really has. So not a ton of range, but he has a lot of heart to his performances and all that stuff. Yeah. But I digress. I know you guys are fans of the writer Simon Rich. Did you read the short story that this was based on beforehand? Richard? Did. Yeah, I did. I read, I'm looking at that book now. It's, it's part of Spoiled Brads. It was also in the New Yorker, I think, but it's part of his yeah. compilation, Spoiled Brads, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, and uh, yeah. Read it years ago. I remember Dot laughed the whole book. Obviously, he's my favorite comedic writer. I love Simon Rich, and, and I know Brian does too. And and I remember telling Brian specifically because I read it like a week ahead of him or something. I was like, "You're really gonna like this weird pickle story." Because the the story more than the film, which is a totally fine decision to make with the film, but the book is really more about how unrecognizable modern Brooklyn would be to you know a, Jew, a Jewish immigrant or a grandparent, you know, great grandparent age person because like, Brooklyn. Mm -hmm. So that it's a lot, it leans a lot more on that than like the interpersonal stuff that the movie explores. It's much more like uh, just more of a parody of like hipster culture um, mm -hmm. or that sort of Brooklyn Lena Dunham uh, thing that was big in 2015 when that book came out, 2013, whatever it was. So yeah, so it was a really funny story. It was really smart, like all of Simon Rich stuff, appropriately silly. I like I love his sensibility. I liked Men Seeking Women. But I, I like him more written. This was the first thing I saw of his that like really translated other than like SNL sketches to the uh to the screen a lot a lot better. So I uh yeah, I was a big fan of it, but I you know, it would have taken a lot for me not to like this. I might be terribly biased. I don't know. What about you, Brad Guy? Yeah. I haven't read Spoiled Brats, but I've read this story because I read it in whatever wherever it was published. Yeah. Um and I yeah. Richard and I talked on a daily recommend a couple months ago about Simon Rich and he has I mean I I'm I'm totally with you he is the he's the funniest person in the world to me I mean his his comedic voice is is like kind of tailor made I feel like for me and it's just so perfect and funny and stupid but but really smart at the yeah. same time and I love that I love that combination um he draws he draws um s story out of random thoughts like in the in the way that i dream of being able to do you know i mean you guys have been around me long enough now like there's times where i will i've sent you guys random uh scripts or stories or something like that out of the blue of like hey remember eight months ago when you said this thing well i wrote that down and i finally was able to think about it a little bit and and did something good i and i i do that all the time i write stuff down constantly like oh that would be a funny a funny story or a funny sketch or whatever and almost never can draw anything actually out of it and then simon rich does some of these stories that he he writes and this is i don't know if this is the best example of it but there's plenty of great examples in in his short story collections where he 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 puts something out there and i'm just like gosh that is such a that's such a brilliant idea from something that 
is so innocuous and and small and i'm just amazed by the his ability to to draw something out of these random i assume just random memories from life or like in, you know the the thousands of tiny events that happen every day and he's just like oh i wrote this thing about that just like gosh what a what a genius um yeah so i i texted richard last night uh and just said hey have you watched it yet because i was about i was about two-thirds of the way through and uh and he was like no is it any good and i said well i i can't i honestly i don't know like it's unfair it's almost unfair for for me i won't speak for you richard but it's, it's almost unfair for me on this episode because it's like I look at the Rotten Tomato score, for example. I try not to do that too much before before we review or just like kind of glance at it, but it's like 72% and only 47% viewer. And I kind of love this, but I totally understand if you absolutely hate it. Because it it like I said, it's Simon Rich's voice just feels like it is it feels like he is writing specifically to me in a lot of ways. And so I'm super in the bag for what he does. I thought this was pretty pretty well done and uh you know it, it it maybe cops out a little bit at the end but that's okay it's it i i felt like it earned it enough to get to that point because up to that point there are enough spots in the movie where you think okay i know where this is going i know how this this type of of story plays out and uh so i can kind of write the beats down and it it does a, a different it goes a different direction it does a, a turn from what you might typically see in a movie that has this, all these tropes, right? Like, obviously we have never seen a movie where somebody gets pickled and then wakes up a uh, hundred years later. You but... don't watch some of the stuff I watch. Yeah. <laughs> you, you speak for yourself, Brian. Right. Sorry. I don't, I mean, HBO small again, I'm not a, a lot of pickle so. pickling um, content right there on right, the uh, dark right. web. But there's, pl- I mean, there's hundreds of movies where, where, uh, somebody gets frozen or goes into a cryo sleep or whatever and wakes up, However many years later, and there's you know Captain America, Encino Man, you know um, Forever Young. I mean, it's 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 that Austin that trust been done a million times. Um, but this one, mm-hmm. I, I felt like at least, and again, I'm super in the bag for for whatever Rich does. So maybe I'm just completely biased, but I felt like there were several points where I thought I knew what what it was going to do, and it kind of did a bit of a heel turn and did something funnier instead, and and darker usually, usually darker. Mm. Um, and I so I enjoyed it quite a bit. It, but if if you are listening, you're like, this was terrible. I I kind of get it. I understand. Yeah, I, I think it falls in the category of some of the commentary I've heard from friends of mine and in people that aren't you guys regarding uncut gems. And people yeah. that went into, the, mm. into that movie expecting something, oh, yeah, I love Sandler. God, yeah, I'm, I'm in for that, you know, and then mm. seeing it and then like that was not Adam Sandler. I don't know what that was. It was in a weird style that I'm not used to. The writing was was different, you know. So expecting something out of Seth Rogen, mm-hmm. <laughs> seeing Pineapple yeah. Express and then seeing this movie, you expect something going in. Raunch calm, I don't know, some kind of weed humor in some way, some, I don't know, you know, raunch, raunch core, something like that, that, that you can, I don't know, seem to expect these days from Seth Rogen and pretty much everything he's done. So, Mm -hmm. so yeah, going into this one, it has a little bit of an indie flair to it. It has a little bit of a, I don't know, I want to say awardsy, but more of a, yeah. an it's a little more on brand with like uh fifty fifty or um uh, sure he's done a few yeah he's done a few mixes kind of more that tone than you Steve know, Jobs yeah 
Steve Jobs. I mean, he. he I like to see him lead lead uh, disaster artist movie. stuff like mm-hmm. that. It's a little more disaster artist. Yeah, that's one. Um, funny people. Yeah, kind of in that thing. I, yeah, I thought it was it was really cool. Well done. Now I thought this uh, right the first time director on this film. Right. I mean, it mm-hmm. it might yes, be one of the, um, cinematographer of MacGruber, by the way. Right. Exactly. And his shot a lot of there, so that was cool. And so I'm sure a lot of the performance. You know, I think Rogan's one of those guys like Sandler where. Even if he's not the director, if it's a he's such a powerful producer. I mean, he's one of the more powerful people in Hollywood now. I'm sure he kind of co-directs, right? And then you have uh, a director that's doing a lot more like shot choosing and stuff. But he's probably handling a lot of the actors and stuff like that. It's like that's how Tom Cruise is. That's how Sandler is. You know, the 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 director is kind of a hey, we're gonna give you a title um, uh, improvement. You've been a great cinematographer, so you get to be the director. But like, I'm probably gonna have final say because I'm also the executive <laughs> producer of this. So. Um, and it has really his a lot of his kind of sensibility, but he was really I really was impressed with with playing the older character and everything. He's he, I mean, he's never going to have just by the nature of like his voice and persona, he's never going to be he's never going to disappear into a character. But that was kind. I mean, there was a lot of you could really differentiate between those two characters. They did a good yeah. job both in the way it was shot, in the way it was written, and in the way it was performed. I thought. Yeah, totally that's agree. something my my wife Zoe said about the movie afterward was she said, I, I completely forgot that that was Seth Rogen for a, a long time. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't see, I saw him as Herschel or, you know, the beard, yeah. the whole, you know, he did a great job with it. I, and I will admit, and I don't know he if really he can did. be nominated for just him as Herschel and not as himself yeah. or his, his uh, modern day character or whatever that is. But yeah, I don't know how that works. I thought either. that was really good. I, I really enjoyed like the, kind of prologue sequences with him and the narration. I thought that works really well. It was very well You think he can beat uh, Ben Schwartz as Sonic? As Sonic, no. For (laughs) Best Best Actor this year? I think that's the front runner. Uh, James Marsden, maybe. Maybe, yeah. Greatness. All these Team Marsden. Well, what was funny to me about this, you know, you talk about the short story having so much uh, commentary so much allegory, satire. The, I don't know if this is the same way the short story was, but the thing that they chose to focus on here to make that point of seltzer water being a thing now and somebody in 1919 couldn't even imagine seltzer water being relevant, readily available right. to the point where we don't even think about it and we have it in our house kitchen. It's on demand, basically, seltzer. <laughs> and he's just like, his whole life was... Mm-hmm working so that he could afford to have seltzer water, you know, like these luxuries of life. And I loved that. That's kind of carried through the movie, you know, in in different aspects of Mm -hmm. it as a, as an analogy, but what, no, on that note, what kind of those things were in the book that weren't in the, in the movie, because, you know, that to me, that was really the only one, you know, other than like the scene where he, first gets out of the pickle stuff <laughs> it's so funny to say that <laughs> by the way to rewind i loved when he he falls in the pickle thing right and then they immediately fast forward 100 years and the scientists are like the science definitely adds up here that he could have <laughs> yes. definitely had They're like okay that's yeah. all i need to hear like they literally yeah. say that in the movie <laughs> okay that's all i need to hear for to be convinced and uh he's just preserved that's that's there's no explanation needed, and I, I like that. There's the wink at 
who cares about mm-hmm. the science of th- whether this could happen? This is a this is a movie, but so yeah, he gets to meet his great grandson mm-hmm. and or grandson, great grandson. I don't know how many generations there were. I guess it was grandson, great grandson. I think right, great grandson. I think that's right. I don't remember because he was showing the picture of his dad in the photo album maybe i don't remember anyway gets to the house and then he does that that whole sequence of showing him the alexa and then showing him the seltzer and certain things you know like hey we have this now we have this now how does this work wow and then you know the kombucha you know that was the whole funny thing how what do you want to drink i've had like 50 different things to drink in his uh in his refrigerator and then that's really that's really it they you know it goes on to sell the pickles and that's really it. There's not much like else of the, the juxtaposition between how things were and how things are. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Richard, I, I don't remember too much of, yeah. of if there's me difference. either specifically. Yeah, no, it's, it's much more, whereas that is a great sort of um, humbling point of the film mm-hmm. and a through line of the film. The story in the book is mostly about that. And, it's like really that is the whole kind of because you know in a, in a comedic essay, it's it, you're a lot more one note. You can really harp on that kind of stuff. It's not as much about character. Um, Simon Rich is basically plays the the. It's basically he said he was inspired to write the story because he saw a picture of his great grandfather or something. He was like man at like you know the same age he was, and it was like this grizzled, tough like Jewish immigrant. He was like my great grandfather would hate me like. And that was the mm-hmm. point of the story. Like, is that right? Like, what a mm-hmm. like what a little wimp I, I am in my life writing these comedy sketches, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then kind of using that part of New York as also allegorical to that. So I think that is the the story is a lot more in a f- great way. I'm not criticizing a lot more one note and a, not really warm in any way. It's just fun. It's just funny that dynamic. Whereas the the movie's really smart and and I think they really crack the nut in terms of. Let's make it much more about that, uh, you know, soulful kind of experience of 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 uh, loss and, and family and all those things, which are really not if they're mentioned very quickly in the story. It's much more about like, you know, this was a 18th generation deli and now it's an Apple store and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Funnier than that. But, you know. Yeah, Brian, any thoughts on that? No, I, I think that's uh, he Richard Richard covered that pretty well it's been a while since i've read the story i can't remember too many of the notes but i did re watching it you know and seeing it you you cover a lot of that you mostly cover the story in the first what 15 minutes of the movie something like that um gotcha yes the, and then it the, kind of takes on life of, yeah exactly okay the idea of him like the i was dying with the how many pairs of shoes do you own and how many pairs of socks and Twenty six sort of socks, stuff. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like, and then what? Right, and then <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. the young Seth trying to explain, you know, uh, app development and things like that. And it's a yeah. It, I thought they did that. I really did. I thought it was very well done on this front of like showing because because Richard's right. Like the the movie goes in a much different direction than the story does from just like what the focus is. But gosh, they did a great job. I thought of laying the groundwork for like right this would be compl- this would be horribly shot it would be weird if you uh if you were in a coma for five years and you woke up right like it would be very odd the, yeah there, especially so much in, this, change in 2020 it would be weird if you were in a coma for three months like imagine if you went yes, in a coma in january yes, totally came out six totally. months later right right um but now you know make that 100 
hundred plus years. It's, yeah. it's, it's really, it's, and, it, and Brooklyn is the, is kind of the perfect place to, yeah. to, to and also that in. particular, that hundred years, I mean, mm-hmm. that like, right. that right. just post industrial revolution through both world wars, or I guess mm-hmm. one world war and all that, you know, that going from that world of 1920 to 2020 is vastly mm-hmm. different than 1820 to 1920. Totally probably. agree. Yeah, for sure. For sure. It's funny when Herschel, Decides to make his own pickles and goes to try to buy the ingredients. And he's like, 90 cents per cucumber? What? <laughs> like, he can't recollect the the inflation or whatever it is <laughs> or comprehend it. And that whole, that whole sequence of buying the, the things, making the pickles, and then the two guys coming over and buying the pickles and then <laughs> selling them for like eight bucks for <laughs> – these artisan oh look at these artists you know it's what's funny about this is he becomes famous as a pickler he doesn't become famous for being a hundred years old people just assume mm-hmm. he's a hipster right, yeah. like a, an artisan <laughs> pickler like a hipster pickler right. in brooklyn kind of reminded me even, of ted in that way where they're just kind of over the talking teddy bear thing after a certain time. uh-huh sure sure yeah 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 that to me maybe the most unbelievable part is that this guy becomes famous for pickling <laughs> in today's world. Like who would care? Like, Oh yeah, this guy, everyone's talking about this pickler. Like everyone's every screen on every corner in Brooklyn was pickle mm-hmm. guy. Like, I don't know if that's, are you guys pickle fans? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Not here. This might be controversial. I hope not. Not the, uh, bread and butter pickle guy. I'm only the dill. Give me the dill. Same. Same I like here. the zesty dill. Kroger yeah, has zesty. a zesty I'll take dill, a zest. and it's like pickled I'll take a in a little. Dill. It's like it, yeah, exactly. It's pickled in like a little kind of like almost like a red peppery brine. Ooh, ooh boy! Mm-hmm. And the best thing is yes. pickles are just zero cal. You can have like a hundred of them and nothing, just right. water. <laughs> I love big fan a pickle. Yeah, me too. Big fan of the pickle. Yes, uh, what I've discovered recently are the snack sized pickles. Have you seen those? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like, like they're like little smokies. Uh-huh. With their pickles, mm-hmm. and you just have like, you know, two or three of those instead of having to go all in on the mm-hmm. on the pickle. Mm-hmm. I can, I can hammer. That's my midday snack. Midday, midday pickle. Po- what did you think about the technology side of this, Richard? As somebody who's worked in technology before, about <laughs> the boop boop bop. Yeah, and I mean, that. it's funny. It's the. uh it will immediately date this film in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's like, that's mm-hmm. like the ultimate thing. Like even app development is such a trendy thing 10 years ago or something. And now even that seems, I mean, obviously we still all use apps and all that, but that kind of culture already seems kind of like, yeah, it's still like it's already been kind of yeah done in Silicon Valley too. Yeah. And everything, you know, and so, but it was, it was funny. I mean, any kind of tech parody is always, you know, low hanging fruit and, and plenty of parody there. Yeah, I thought the fact that the app was about ethics and that scene with Yorma was hilarious of if we boop popped boop pop, it would get a horrible boop pop. You know? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> or whatever it's called, uh beat boop or I, yeah, it's boop pop, <laughs> isn't that what it's called? <laughs> yeah, boop pop. Yeah. By the way, the graphic design of boop pop, I don't know if they hired Mark Mark Cuban's Cyberdust <laughs> graphic designer or what what's going on there, but he was uh, not a good graphic designer, Seth. 
No, <laughs> that was his main game. But he could he could get a job with the Cubes. <laughs> Super Chef Bobby Flay. <laughs> cubes would hire him. Maybe Jeff Probst. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost too well, much. Maybe that's too much. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I mean, he could probably do, you know, jersey design. Maybe something. So yeah, it, just one sleeve. Be cool. A lot of a lot of neon colors in the app. Mm-hmm. A lot of graffiti fonts <laughs> for jerseys. He knows design. I love graffiti. I love nothing. It's always well, all right. Fake graffiti is the worst thing in the world. Like real graffiti can be cool, but when you're trying to like mimic mm-hmm. graffiti, oh, nothing works. <laughs> Never. Uh, you're not. Are you designer, Richard? Are you designer? <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Then shut up. So is this thing kind of starts out like, yeah, heartwarming, like Pixar style, yeah, prologue. Then like, okay, it gets turns into funny Seth Rogen movie. A old <laughs> grandpa comes and lives with mm-hmm. them. And then it comes, turns into let's honor the our ancestors mm-hmm. is the kind of final act of the movie or become religious again. Maybe that's yeah. a theme. <laughs> I don't know. You know, yeah, they, what ties us to our identity and all that right. stuff. Yeah. It's a movie right. about. And, and him shaving the beard. You knew that was coming at some point. Them yeah. switching roles, you know. Yeah. yeah, you knew uh, that was coming, but they handled it. It got that's the point I think where it it did kind of go the path that I expected. But up to that point, had really taken some some fun turns, like him just being Ben being just vengeful and spiteful towards his, his great grandfather for the bulk of the movie. I don't necessarily. I didn't. I don't think I necessarily saw that coming. Like the way that the and you like the that because you're to which yeah oh, you're I, really I, mean I, to your grandparents yeah 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 especially my great grandfather yeah I, you're I, always pulling pranks on him uh-huh, like vicious right. just pulling the chair out it'd be better if he remembered who I was but um it's it's still funny um <laughs> but it's so dark <laughs> That would be such a great YouTube show, like for one of those. Who are those a hole brothers that are YouTube famous? The oh, oh the, the, the guy, the reaction, yeah, yeah the Paul guys, the Paul. Oh, Aaron Paul, Jake Paul, no, yeah, the, Jake, Paul, and those Jake Paul and Logan Paul and Aaron Paul. That's, there we go. He was okay. the third. There's three of them. Aaron Paul. Wow. Yeah, Aaron Paul's the third. <laughs> There's also um, <laughs> JD Paul. He's very yeah. successful and cool. It's weird. JD yeah. Paul, Cooper so, Paul. So. <laughs> But anyway, that would be a prank show they could do, which is just like horribly pranking olds. That'd be <laughs> right. a, I would watch that actually yeah. on YouTube. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, it, like some of that stuff was really, really dark and different, and 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 obviously very funny. But like the the links to which he went to the sabotage his great grandfather's uh, was was his business was really I thought was not what I expected at all. I, I expected the heartwarming turn about thirty or forty five minutes in, not. 70 minutes in, I guess, would be my sure the way I'd put that. Sure. Well, I'm glad it, it happens and then they kind of get out of there instead of mm-hmm. it happening and then there's 40 more minutes of yeah coming down yeah. from that. So. Especially, uh, the, uh, yeah, this gets an A plus for me just for the runtime for comedy. <laughs> right. When for I sure. turned it on, I was like, oh, 88 minutes? Perfect. That's right. Right. That's great. Yeah. So play a little game here. You might, guys might have heard of the IMDb game. We'll play it for Seth Rogen here. So, Brian, Richard, without cheating, 
I can see your faces, so I know you're <laughs> cheating because I can read a, a lot. Yeah. Give us the four movies mm. that Seth Rogen is quote unquote known for on IMDb. Ooh. Can we oh, name them? Oh, that's good. Okay, I would go if I had to pick. I would go. And you're going to have three outs here. So mm. you have three movies. Once you have three X's, Family Feud style, I've got to okay. reveal. I would go Pineapple think? Express. Ding, ding. That's that one of them. Trying to decide between Knocked Up or Super Bad. I'm going to go Super Bad. Yes. Final answer. Final answer. Yes. It's two of the four. Okay, so far those two are fine. So that means we're gonna have a weird one here. But I don't know what that is. Brian, you wanna you want a team guest? I bet knocked up is one of the four. Here we go. Okay. Knocked up is not one of the four. Oh wow. man, I ruined Way to it. screw me out yep. of my perfect mm-hmm. game. You freaking so that's one strike. You got Nelson two more strikes over here. Yeah. Two more strikes to get two more movies. So I'm thinking it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be box office. I'm gonna go. This is the end. Does that didn't that do really well? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Yes. Oh, this nice. is the end. Nice. Is one wow. of the. So you have two strikes to get one more movie. It's probably not one of the serious <sighs> ones. I doubt it's Jobs or um, Fifty Fifty. Or yeah. Yeah, Dad's Jobs, Dad's 50-50. I doubt I'm running through the filmography in my head. I would think maybe Lion King, potentially. Think box guess. office, yeah. Yeah, box office, potentially Lion King. Maybe Neighbors, The Neighbors, or Neighbors 2. Mm. Mm. Sure. Yeah, you, you want to go with that, Brian? Yeah, good, good is call. it neighbors or neighbors too? We need a oh clarification yeah. there. Let's do the first, right? Oh. Neighbors is not the last movie, and uh, we've got one strike. So either you get it or you don't. Oh, what was the one where they're the food? Oh, sausage party. Yeah, sausage yeah. party. Let's go with that. You got it. Boom. Oh, what a save. Man. What a save. Team this Everett. is the end. Super bad. Pineapple Express and Sausage yeah, Party. I would probably say Knocked Up would be the first thing I thought of. Yeah, I'm I surprised that one's not on there. Very Just because like of that poster, that stupid face. Actually, 40-Year-Old Virgin, I'm surprised we didn't guess that. Um, But it was like the fact that we were playing this game, I thought maybe it wasn't on there. But yeah, I would go Knocked Up. I don't know if I would even have Superbad, even though he wrote it and is a great part in it. I just think of that so much more as a Jonah and, mm-hmm. and Seth. I mean, and, uh, Michael Sarah joint. I would have, yeah. Pineapple Express would be on there for me. Yeah, for sure. that one I was pretty good, certain of. Yeah, interesting. Uh-huh. Heck of a career, man. I mean, for kind Funny of a, people, maybe. You know, we talk about. Um, you know he he never had quite the run. Yeah, funny people. Never had quite like the Jim Carrey, Eddie Murphy, Mike Myers, Ben Stiller, Will Ferrell, Vince Vaughn, you know, where you just are great. I mean, he was hot for a few years for sure. 
but never on that level like those guys were. But he has sustained a run. And a lot of it is that he can create his own content as a writer. But Right? I mean, Seth Rogen's mm-hmm. still making pretty funny movies in the same kind of way with little tweaks here and there. And 15 years... 15 years after 40-year-old virgin, you know, you would I think we would take that as an upset. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know. He's been able to I think evolve his game so yeah. far, you know, naturally. And all the television development he does. I mean, he's like almost him and is it Evan Goldberg is that his writing partner? Mm-hmm. They have they're basically a studio. You know, the, with mm-hmm. all the stuff they I mean, if you look I actually click over to his MDB. Now I can look at it. Um. Yeah, I mean, you look at the kind of stuff they have in development right now. Just right now, it's crazy. They're doing the new Ninja Turtles. They're doing, you know, all kinds of stuff. They're doing. They obviously have the boys. They did that console wars documentary uh, that Ken's always asking about. Um, They're gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah, it's but it's gonna done. happen at some point. It's done. Apparently, it just hasn't. Yeah, it does complete it on IMDb. But they've got nice. some Santa show Ninja Turtles. I mean, they've got all kinds of stuff. So I mean, it's it's mm-hmm. a it's a preacher. Um, yeah, pretty preacher. crazy. I forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they he's he's a very successful person. You know, for for someone who sort of built this persona around being a crazy weed smoking slacker, he works really hard. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he's doing high a- when he does it, but works really hard. <laughs> <laughs> they they got uh, the rights to Ninja Turtles. Yeah, yeah. So saying, yeah, and um, Evan yep. Goldberg are, are writing and producing the new Ninja Turtles uh, reboot or whatever they're doing with it now. That, that seems that could be fun. Maybe they yeah. probably have an appreciation for mm-hmm. for that content and can put a good fun spin on it. You know, do mm-hmm. rated R TMNT where they're all just you know tr- mm-hmm. you know uh, chasing down drug My dealers. Those high the whole time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Mikey is just so stoner. Yeah, just totally go in on that. Um, yeah, man. I, overall, I was I was pretty entertained with this one. I, I think I liked it more than I was expecting to, but it kind of started to lose me towards the end. I'm glad it ended when it did, because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I loved the first thirty minutes of it though. I thought that was really yeah. good. Really, uh, twenty more really minutes heartwarming. definitely could have brought this down a lot. I yeah, think. so. Smart to to get out of it. For me, it was like I don't know if you felt this way, Richard, but it was like concept, idea, the whole thing was like this doesn't work if if Simon Rich isn't writing it. Like mm-hmm. the, as soon as I saw that, oh, this is based on the Rich sketch. Okay, then I think that has a chance of oh, of uh, of working. But his his yeah. voice is just so. I'm really interested to see what he what he has going the next um, mm-hmm. years. This is such a great story. Hopefully, Dick, I mean, as long as he does a book every few years I'll, i'm happy have you but, seen that show he's done with yeah steve men, buscemi oh yeah the um miracle workers miracle workers miracle yeah workers. The, the different seasons i i saw the first season i haven't seen the, the new season yet same i've heard it's pretty funny first not it was seen funny. It, that's another funny little novel of his mm-hmm. original miracle World. and then they have the dark ages one so yeah i'm wondering it's dark ages so i wonder if they work in the uh my favorite story the uh oh the, the uh, yeah, the jester into the, the dark. One, the one you did a dramatic reading of. Mm-hmm. I did on that yeah. episode. Oh wow, he's writing. Simon Rich is writing the Willy Wonka. Yeah, that's right. I think we talked about that. That I'm interested. In. Yeah, that sounds. That could be a really. It's it's young Willy Wonka and how he met the Oop, Oompa Loompas. So it's <laughs> like the odd Seth Rogen is going to be in that. 
pretty high. Yeah. Yeah. Paul King's directing. What has he done? Sorry, I don't mean to turn the podcast into Richard Explorers. Who's going to be Willy Wonka? Oh, the Paddington guy? Oh, yeah. I'm in. Simon Wrench, the Paddington director, doing Wonka? I'm in. Hopefully, hopefully, Ezra, what's his name? For uh, Willy Wonka. Hopefully, it's Rami Malik. The, the Flash. <laughs> oh, oh, uh, Ezra, <laughs> Levi, Ezra Miller. Yeah, yeah Ezra Miller. Levi. Levi uh, Happy Cool. Um, yeah. Zachary Levi. Uh, I don't know. It's got to be somebody super eccentric. Jared Leto. Depp's already done it. Okay. Yeah. Joaquin. <laughs> if you want an Oscar for Jared Leto, that's what I'd do. <laughs> okay. Yeah. 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 He actually eats candy, for, nothing but candy for weeks and almost dies. <laughs> going well, this entire podcast has made me want to just go eat a. A dill and get a little <laughs> seltzer, a little Topo Chico mm-hmm. action. Nice. Now we're talking. Now we're, we're talking. Did you see Topo Chico's coming out with a a hard seltzer? Yeah, that's yeah. gonna be awesome. I'm anti hard seltzer seltzer, but if there's gonna be one that's successful, I hope it's Topo. We need to reach out to Topo and be like, "Hey guys, can we uh, can we get a little deal going here or something?" Yeah. I think Send it's Coca Cola. Don't they own uh, Topo? Cool. Yeah, they do. It's yeah. Yeah. yeah, on board. Classic. Love a classic. Yeah, at least it's not Pepsi. That would be conflicting. (laughs) (laughs) I was anti-hard seltzer until I drank it instead of beer one day, and I was like, I feel not like not awful. (laughs) (laughs) That's the that awful feeling is the best part. It was a little, it was a little light, you know, kind of kind of refresh, you know, crisp. Crisp. Yeah, a little bubbly. Kind of, you feel like you're drinking a little water at the same time, so you're not just dehydrating yourself with beer. Yeah. Yeah, it was okay. I'll do a to- I'll do topo, for sure. Yeah, send it our way. It. Send it our way. Send it to Mam right. Mamcor Industries. Yep, we'll get it. A subsidiary <laughs> of Chicken Soup for the Soul Entertainment. <laughs> Chicken Soup for Plus in Fremulon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fremulon. All right, let's grade this one out, guys. Totally. I'm gonna give this one in between a B plus and an A minus. So I don't know what I want to call that one. A minus minus. That's fair. I'm I'm right there with you. I was gonna give it a B plus, but 88 minutes, baby. So A minus. That's what you get. (laughs) Sure. People gets you up a notch. The old RB grade if you make it shorter. (laughs) Bry guy. Yeah, I'm right there. It was. It's somewhere between a B plus and an A minus. So A minus light, something like that. Mm -hmm. But again, it's one of those. A minus zero. Yeah, exactly. If if you're like, gosh, I hated this. Like, I get it. It's it's a it's a particular kind of humor. I think for sure. So, yeah, a mi- it worked for me. A minus. Great Rogan, too. I You guys mentioned, I didn't really say, but, I mean, that's one of the, the dual performance thing is such a, I don't know, it's almost a cliche at this point, but that one, we did a really good job with both of those, both sides of those characters. It was, I was, I was very impressed. Very impressed. Awesome. Well, we will see what good old Seth and, Seth and, uh. Evan have coming up next, but until then, Brian, where can I find you online? You can find me on the Twitter, BGill12. You can find my writing at com and BrianGill.Gumroad.com. Try that out. Oh, yeah. Go support Brian's writing and um, action for you. Yeah. Get that, yeah. get that popping off for you. That's good. Yeah. It's all good stuff. Well, uh, I wanted to also say, check out our VIP club. 
Got a lot yeah. of fun stuff coming up, coming up there in the next few weeks. A lot of throwbacks. We just uh, wrapped up a Scott Pilgrim episode with our with our friend uh, Ethan from the Discord. If you want to get in on the Discord action as well, and a lot of people have Discord, we have our own Discord. So if you want to talk movies, you want to talk TV, get in that movie news talk that we always do on the show. We do that all the time on Discord. So check that out, and you can find me on there, and uh, find me at Kent Garrison on all social media. Richard, where can we find you? You can find me at Richard Barden on all the social. And uh, Brian, where can I find you? Oh, we already talked about that. Yeah. Gumroad, all your Gumroad stuff. Sorry. Get, get Normally, there, I'm not used to going last. Doing me off my game. All right. Well, it has been great. Hopefully, we will we'll see you guys soon uh, at the cinema. But until then, we'll, we'll talk some more on-demand movies very soon. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling Tossed salads and scrambled eggs And maybe I seem a bit confused Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged <laughs> But I don't know what to do With those tossed salads and scrambled eggs They're calling again Scrambled eggs all over my face They're making me ya Silence is They're calling again.